0: Hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of the dark art society podcast. I'm your host Chet Czar and today we've got friend of the show, Gabe Leonard. Once again, uh, we went to the LA art show on Friday together. And, uh, uh, I wanted to talk to him about the show. We ended up talking about a lot more than the show, as you might imagine. But, um, great conversation. He's uh, one of my best friends and really great painter. And I always enjoy having, having him on. So that's coming up. Um, what am I up to? I am up to commissions, trying to finish commissions. Um, cause I gotta get started on my solo show. I got this, my high school creative writing, English teacher, Tony Saavedra, working on this right here. Um, got some other stuff I'm working on. I'm uh, just trying to get my, my commission work done and uh that's pretty much it it's raining today which is nice i love the rain so i'm enjoying that uh i guess that's all that's, that's going on um yeah that's it uh let's see so oh if you'd like to support the podcast please do so at patreon.com slash dark art society the show is member supported any support you can give is greatly appreciated. Uh, you, uh, get a for, for until, um, for the rest of the month, I think it ends in March. Any, uh, any level gets a discount code for skull shop, which is our sponsor. If you're at the $5, if you joined the $5 and above level, you get 25% off a skull from the skull shop. S K U L L S H O P P E. Whoa. Shit. The jaws are removable. As you can see, this one's well-used. Amazing skulls. Um, if you join at the uh, below $5 level, you get a 20% discount until March, I believe. But the uh, $5 and above level is is for is, uh, for the rest of the year. Anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash Society and join there if you want to see my um, daily... Updates of what I'm working on on my personal work. You can go to patreon.com slash And oh, also if you join patreon.com slash dark art society, you get your name mentioned on the air when you join. And this week, new subscriber is Sebastian Solon. Thank you so much for supporting Sebastian. Um, That's it. I'm trying to <clears throat> speed these up so we can get on with the interviews in, in this new year, 2024. Um, that's it. Okay. Let's get on with it. Great interview with Gabe Leonard. Here you go. And I hope you enjoy. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Chip. Friend of the show, Gabe Leonard. <laughs>
1: you're the official friend of the show. <laughs> official. Shit, I don't have a guest. Can you fill in? Oh, sure. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know, that's what a friend of the show this is. is called,
1: I'm the, the bottom of the bucket, no, uh, Gabe no, Leonard. No. <laughs>
0: you're, you're a, a friend. Uh, I'm the friend in need, and, and you're the friend that comes and helps me out. And... I'm a hero. I, I, I enjoy having you on, so <clears throat> and you know you're one of my favorite painters, so take that, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was asking you about what's going on, and you started talking, and I was like, wait, explain that after I start recording. Oh, <clears throat> so tell me what Dude, you were. You were me telling. what
1: I was doing today. Yes. I was cleaning. I was clearing my palette. Um, I've started just like using fresh paint every time for every session because you get like skins of old paint getting mixed in and they end up with little boogers in your paint and mm-hmm. i don't like that but then they have the conundrum of like well i have a bunch of paint well, am i gonna just throw it in the trash which i, I guess you, you could have do.
0: notoriously messy palettes too your palettes are like works of art like abstract art
1: well i mean <laughs> i could show you one <laughs> So I've been using like these pallets with a piece of disposable palette on top of it, mm-hmm. and then i just I just replace the disposable part. You, I, 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 so but,
0: I remember your old ones. You were using um, pieces of plastic and just like giant globs of paint everywhere. They were pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was way back when. I I don't do that so much anymore, but now I've I've gone to moving on to bigger pallets. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been working on some bigger paintings and using more paint and getting into uh, um, palette knife stuff and getting into understanding more about how to use the pigment codes on the back of your paints. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I have a few few colors that I like from certain manufacturers that they're mixtures and you can look up the codes they use in the mixtures and just buy those pigments yep. and mix your own versions of it. Yeah, but but what's nice is the mixtures that come in the tube are always consistent so you can get those other other pigments and then you can use those to um, uh, modulate that consistent mixture to mm. one one pigment or the other depending on what you're wanting to do so been doing that or you have a favorite color that's like in a student grade but they can't find this color in any other version right or you just get the pigments and in, in higher grade pic- and paints and just mix it yourself yep well, it takes a little bit of time to figure out like what ratio to mix them in to get to the same consistency as the uh, as the premix.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> it's a uh, kind of stupid the way all the different paint companies have different, or a lot of them have different names for their paints, just for the, for the yeah. same for the same color. You just have to look at the PB yeah twenty four or I, whatever. On I, I
1: never rely on the uh, on the name of of the burnt sienna is one that's really good for that. They <clears throat> a lot of Companies will have a burnt sienna, and it's iron oxide red. It isn't really true burnt sienna. Mm.
0: Oh wow! So yeah, it,
1: it should should be a, a PBR seven, which is all the earth. Most of the earth tones like burnt umber and raw umber. Oh damn! But you got them all. You, you up,
0: got them all memorized now, huh? <laughs> I got some of them. If that's you look cool. back on a burnt
1: sienna, it says PR 101 That's that's iron. Uh, that's iron oxide, hmm. and uh, it has a similar flavor to it. But the, the the iron oxide I think is a little more translucent. Hmm. But the uh, the regular true burnt uh, sienna, which I found from Gamblin, uses a lot of the actual their names are coincide with the actual pigments. So hmm. Gamblin's a good one for that. But different manufacturers have different additives into it. They, you know, to make it flow more, to make it more stable, that kind of stuff. So
0: what brand do you yeah, so have, have you been using? You've been using natural uh, Rublev lately, or, or, or you're not exclusive? No, right? I mean,
1: I have a lead white and a true Naples yellow from them, but I don't really use that very often. Hmm. I'm looking at using more lead white because it apparently it, uh, it's <clears throat> good for creating more flexibility and, and stronger paint films. Mm-hmm. But most of my paintings up to this point have been fairly thin, so like, I don't know. But I'm painting on... a on, on a Belgian linen now that's like quadruple coated. It's like super, super smooth, which I haven't pounded before.
0: I know, I saw that. And I, came, I really like, like it. When I came over to your studio, it was a very, it looked like a really great surface to paint on, super smooth. Yeah, I really you can really hardly like see it. the weave.
1: <clears throat> and I've been m- mounting that onto a, a panel onto the uh, uh, aluminum composite, acrylic, acrylic composite. Aluminum. And, uh, I know you've been, paint, you've been painting on that surface, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's yeah, and I just
1: said not to paint on the surface, um, mainly because there's a couple of reasons. One, when you're painting big, transporting things is a big pain in the ass. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: and on the big pieces, I've actually I put I mounted a a wooden cradle on the back so that the the panel itself doesn't warp or bend. When that gets really heavy, Um, so I've stretched the canvas around it so I have the, the benefit of that hard surface in the background. But I can take it off and roll it up or stretch it on stretcher bars. How do you remove it? And it, what's that? How do you
0: remove it? Like the glue is. I've well, never, just, I've never glued just, canvas to a panel. I before.
1: didn't glue it. Oh. So I just stretched, I had a wooden cradle on the back and I just wrapped it around. Oh. And stapled it on the back. Cool. And so it's not glued to the surface. Some of these smaller panels, I have like this right here. This is the back of the panel. Mm-hmm. And then I've used a, uh, an adhesive made for glue, like uh, P- archival glue. Yeah. This is just uh, excess paint from my palette. So instead of throwing paint away, I'll just uh, play around and put it on a panel or something. I, love and I that. don't know what I'm doing. That's great. Just playing around with it. Mm-hmm. But, but just the playfulness of doing that, I found some interesting things that I'll take into some bigger paintings. So I've kind of. Been tra- transforming my whole process lately. Actually, yeah, that's great. I'm, I I've uh, moving away from my dependence on photo references. Even though I take my own photo references and set all these things up, uh, it, all this kind of sp- spurned out of my experimentation with AI. Oh actually. wow! And what I what I realized by playing around with AI is it, it was a really it's a really fun tool, and you get some really cool images. <clears throat> But um, there's just uh,
0: it all starts it's, looking it's the like same.
1: It, but well, it becomes the authority in your work if you if you use it. You hmm. know what I mean? Like depending on how you. I, I mean, I suppose if you wanted somebody's shirt or something, you know, you know, you're armed in a position, and you wanted to use the wrinkles. I mean, that's not really an authority. Right. in the in the work but what i mean is that if i see the influence in a lot of artists lately who are really good technical painters and they the creativity is being outsourced right. to ai totally and they're becoming the technicians to trend, you know to manifest it into a paint on onto a surface
0: yeah the the, the, the yeah the, the the creativity isn't just like coming up with the prompt and the idea it's like the creative part of the creative process is, is developing the idea and you know, the different shapes involved and yeah, how you compose it's, things. It's, it's like, you know,
1: well, yeah. So I was looking at this and I realized that like, like that, I, I was looking at my own artwork and, and, and then my own response. I was like, I'm really, even though I'm using my own photographs, relying on them heavily to inform me about certain things to the point where I start going to look at my photo references to help me see if there's anything that's worth painting. And I realize like, that's kind of really limiting. Hmm. And the big funny thing about AI is that its its limitation is on a data set that it's trained on, which is quite large.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it includes a bunch, of, a bunch of shit.
1: <laughs> well, it's everything that's on the internet. Yeah. So
0: which is mostly crap thing
1: that we don't realize is not everything is on the internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go to the library and figure that out real quick. There's things in the library, the public library that you can't get on the the internet is a selection of information Mm -hmm. from whoever's posting stuff. And it's, you know, kept, you know, up to date, whatever. And, and I realized like I have unlimited data set all around me. And so I've been doing a lot more drawing and sketchbook drawing from life. Like, really just everything in airplanes and restaurants mm-hmm. and bars going around the city and drawing cityscapes and just like really get practicing the, the, the you know, the, the kind of deliberate practice of drawing. Right. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what I got from that was that there's all kinds of stories going on all around you. When you start really paying attention to what's going right. on around you, yeah, you don't need something to help you with ideas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah you that's a, you have a perspective and a point of view that is yours and and there's no way that ai can do that it can copy you if you put it out there in it trains on what you're doing it can mimic you but it can't come up with anything new because it isn't you
0: right yeah and, yeah yeah it's like real reality is is the uh the data set <laughs> and so know? what i
1: realized when i was running into trouble With my own production, was that if it wasn't in the photograph, I didn't know what was going on. So Mm. I'm painting a train, let's say, and there's something that I can't quite tell what's going on in the photo. Well, unless I have other photos from different angles, I can't quite see what's going on. You can't look around the object, you can't really study it. You're not in front of it. And so, as on this example, I went, I started going to the uh, travel town up uh, Griffith Park, Mm. a train museum. And I started drawing trains from life in a sketchbook, and then I would come home and I would try to draw them from memory. Hmm. And when I got, where I got stuck on, why I didn't know what the information was, I went back to travel town and I studied on that, like the linkage wow. from the, from the, uh, the pistons driving the, driving the wheels. And so I studied how those me- mechanics work, what they look like and drawing it, drawing it in perspective and proportion and how these things work. And then I, uh, Went back and worked on it I did more drawing for my imagination until I got to the point where I could draw a train relatively believable from my imagination from any angle because I understood it so well. Wow,
0: that's so cool. In
1: perspective. Yeah, because then you can draw it from the bottom of the train, right. top of the train. <clears> then you're not limited to what's going on in the photograph or what kind of photograph you took. You're limited to what your understanding is so you have the more you know and understand about something, the more you can manip- you, you can explore it visually and, and right. turn the angle on anything.
0: Yeah, and that form of <coughs> study it also is just like you're practicing your drafts, person skills. You know, yeah, it's like it makes you a better artist. It takes longer. That's the that's the trick. That's what. But
1: when you're drawing, yeah, that's the thing. So, like working from photographs, I can produce a lot more paintings a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And I see artists that are using AI as bust, their, as their source, and they're just cranking cranking out, out
0: paintings, <laughs> just like do the prompt, copy it. Exactly. and they're technically
1: good paintings but when you look at it it's like you kind you can kind of see that it's just like I look at some of their older work and I'm like I could see they were doing the same thing with their older work they were taking the setting up meticulous photographs and then really copying their photographs mm-hmm. but it, they were at least setting it up themselves right I could tell and there yeah. was still something about them in there yeah
0: right yep
1: so I guess what I'm to say is what words pushed me is to is to uh, go even in the more opposite direction, which is to, you know, to to not even rely on my photographs so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still have photographic references, but I did these train paintings, going back and forth to the to the train museum.
0: That's correct And I
1: actually learned a lot about how trains are shaped and formed, and what the mechanics are. And that lends a lot into the painting when you're trying to make the painting. It's like you understand something about what you're painting. Right, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's based on your personal experience, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so the more you stand in front of something, paying attention to it and drawing it, and when you draw something, you really have to look at it <clears throat> and pay attention to it. The more you have in that, in your, in your psyche, in your mind, to, to make a representation that is not only... Uh, more natural but it is not going through a filter of of a, of a lens how uh, mm-hmm. you know the, the color compression all that kind of stuff and i also have been doing like little watercolor studies from life and all that stuff so i've been actually doing a lot more just like living in reality <laughs> so the paint so so the the amount of paintings i can make are are less you know on a grand scale but not right now i should say that right now because i'm kind of figuring out this production process right like like what can i be doing and and so i'm utilizing all of these things like i just mentioned i take my excess paint and i put it onto these small panels and make compositions and play Mm -hmm. so i'm going to a real a a place of playfulness yeah where instead of like i got to get this done i got to make this many paintings i got to do this like i'm just like in the studio i got some music going and i'm just like mixing paint and slapping it around and and seeing what happens and sometimes nothing that great but sometimes you catch on something like oh that's interesting i'm gonna Mm -hmm. expand that and to the point where you know i'm using different tools and different uh i'm getting rid of uh, solvents and mediums out of my paint all these other things uh painting on different surfaces i'm doing like uh, throwing in all these variables all at once right into the production yeah but i feel like um I'm breaking into a different era of my own work. Like I'm kind of, there's a, there's a bit of like, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. What's going on. This is taking forever. I'm not getting anything done, <laughs> but it, in the, there's this sort of urge, like, we'll just go back to doing what you were doing. Right. Cause, but I have, I'm trying to resist that to a certain degree because, uh, it's
0: more of a challenge.
1: It's it, yeah. It's just the, it's just this fear. Of like there's a lot of things that go on on us as individuals to be, how productive we are and like yeah. you got to run this machine you got to be on you got to be in you got to be working you, you got to be up all night all the time and doing all stuff and what i found is that i i on my actual more uh, big paintings i spend less time on them to get the same to get good results because i've done all this pre-production right work. yeah and i i know what I'm going for and I know what the colors are. And then it's just the playfulness of how am I going to create this texture and this material on the surface to create this illusion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so the more, the more sort of, uh, studying I do the, the better and more efficiently I can work on bigger pieces.
0: Yeah. And that makes it more fun. I find it's that, that, yeah. that, that was my thing when I started painting studies, um, I, I felt like it was, you know, a little practice run. I could figure my colors out and figure out the composition and stuff and just everything about the painting, do a little loose study. And then when I went to go paint the thing, it was, you're spending more time for, on the prep. But then when you go to paint thing the, the thing, you're spending less time and it's more efficient
1: and you're getting. Yeah, it you're directly. not trying to figure out so many right. problems.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you you're, have,
1: not, you're not trying to do as much problem. You're just doing more exploration around the problems you already solved. Right. Yeah. And I don't even do the exact same version of the painting from one size to the next. And sometimes I don't even really finish my studies completely. I just right. get to a point where I'm like, I, I kind of know where I'm going with it. Yeah. So you I just, my-
0: yeah, you just, you just uh, <coughs> take the study as long, as far as you need to, that's going to benefit you. You know, it doesn't really yeah. go any, go anywhere beyond that.
1: Yeah. So AI has pushed me out of <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> out of AI. <laughs> it's pushed me out of, like it, it made me question even my own process and, and what the authority, because I realized like, if I'm looking at my, my own photographic references and I, I can't do anything without them, then that's the authority in my work. Mm, yeah. Even though my paintings don't look like my photographs. That's the other thing too, is like, it's one thing to use reference, but when your paintings look like, oh, this is a painting of a picture you took. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's why I, I, you know I, that's why they always say to use um, to paint from uh, life, so you're not getting lens distortion or anything.
1: Yeah, or or draw and paint from life enough that you yeah know what the camera is lying to you about, right? right. And. Uh, <clears throat> So that that's that's the trick is to you, you don't want your you don't want to, your sources to be obvious in your painting. You don't want it to look like oh, you got a bodybuilder to stand there holding a uh, an axe <laughs> in your living room, yeah. and now he's in a swamp, but it looks like he's lit, just like it looks like a photograph. Yeah, yeah, Tease totally. It into a painting, yeah. sort of. <laughs> but I see that with uh, the AI influence too. Is like you can see that it's sort of. Looks like an AI response to a prompt. Yeah, and they haven't even changed anything. They've even copied the mistakes. Yeah, that that's the crazy the mistakes thing. in the drapery. the mistakes in the hand, like all these yeah. weird things. Like, and that that shows
0: a lack of understanding of what they're painting, also.
1: Or they just don't care, yeah. and that's fine too. I that's guess. true. <laughs> but the but the public don't care. The yeah. public doesn't. You know, the mostly doesn't know any different.
0: Yeah, that's why we have to educate them with shows like this. And artwork,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are just like, give me what I want. We don't care how. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I feel like the the you know the, the the um the AI influenced artwork that I've seen, where, where they're kind of setting up their renders and a uh, rendering Im- image ideas in AI, and then copy it, copying it as a painting are just like it's as someone who understands the process and i and and i know it's this way for you too it's like the first thing you think is like oh they used ai for the reference it's the first thing you think isn't like wow that's amazing the first thing you think is like oh that person used mid-journey or whatever uh because because even the ai programs have like a certain look to them you know yeah like we saw that one guy's painting at the la art show and it's like that was that guy used mid journey for sure he didn't use well P- there was a
1: few of them but we saw there that, that i suspected were what? ai influenced but it, 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 here's the here's the thing though is that now that we've been uh, expo- you know exposed to so much ai imagery now we have this weird bias of where if it looks like it could be ai we just assume that it is i know i
0: know it's or or
1: you know like so how do you how do you like? Uh, Tells, how do you differentiate something that is a, a true expression from a person versus some sort of just AI output?
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, I don't I either.
0: Mean,
1: people are like, Well, we want to see your process, we want to see your footage. It's like I could, you know, people show their, them making the paintings all day long. I have never showed my reference to people when I'm making you
0: mm-hmm. know my own
1: reference. Yeah. You know, you know, I I don't want, in fact, I've I've been showing a lot less of my reference process to anybody i I not yeah. he even post on social media especially process stuff you know stuff like the process is for me right yeah yeah and you know <clears throat> having to constantly be videotaping and cameras and posting while you're painting is like it's disruptive mm-hmm. i'm I, i'm not doing this for likes on instagram yeah you know and i the, the less that I've been posting on social media, I haven't really noticed any difference one way or the other for, for me. Yeah. I do, I do record stuff and I create time lapses and I will put them on my TikTok reel or something that's there for a day mm-hmm. as I'm doing like daily reels or something. That's kind of cool, kind of ephemeral. Well, yeah. And then when I have a, a painting completed, I use. I you can you can download from your drafts while you're, uh, you know, you, you can without the watermark, you can download it. So I'll, I'll download it and I'll send it out to collectors that have purchased from you before. Right. So they'll get the first preview of anything real. And that's, and that's how I, that's how I use uh, social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just,
0: yeah. Uh, I, Oh no, I was, I was going to say, you know, it's funny that you don't, you, you, you know, you've said that to me before. You don't show your, your photo reference and I've seen your photo reference because I've visited, visited you many times in your studio seen what you're working on. And I always thought, and I use you, um, when I have my, uh, mentorship students, when we're talking about, you know, trying to help people get better at painting. And I always use you as an example of how to use reference because, uh, you photograph your reference or you used to photograph your reference. Um, and, and then you'd have like all of your photos up, the, all your relevant photos up kind of on the wall and then you're painting and you're doing it all by eye you're not projecting the image you know and you're just kind of using them
1: to refer to yeah to, <laughs> 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 but
0: i mean you're not you, you know you're not tracing you're like yeah, so, the, so therefore this painting style looks very much like a gay blender painting because you're, because because really, there's like a a a, diff, a huge difference between your photo reference and your paintings, and the paintings look like you painted them, and the photos look like you took photos. Uh, you know, they look like just photos that someone took. You
1: know, yeah, I'm I'm taking from infor- There's a lot of information you don't need, and so right. what the reference is for is to help inform you about, you know, the way the light falls over the form or the way the drapery is folding, so you don't have to. Or if you have somebody in an impossible pose you don't have to have somebody in your studio posing in some weird impossible. Right. right. But that, that's where the drawing from life comes in. So you, you know, like generally what I have is I, I have an idea or something laid out. And then I, then I, <clears throat> what I, what I'm doing now is then I go gather a reference in, the, in just what I need. So it used to be like, I used to have to take photographs and then go get the film developed. And so I'd be, you know, you get 24 shots in a roll. Oh yeah.
0: Back in the day, (laughs) very
1: careful about what I shot pictures of. Right. 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 It's like, but when digital cameras came out, all of a sudden I had unlimited reference. So I didn't have to be as careful about thinking ahead as much, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could let things happen in a, in a photo shoot with a model that sometimes they end up doing things you wouldn't expect. And and, and it becomes more natural you can catch it on the fly. Mm -hmm. And I would shoot 1500 photos and go through and find my favorite four or five yeah right so but that's i'm i'm looking at it now as that is uh it's good for production and speed of production but it's (laughs) trains you to be very uh not careful about planning ahead and then you end up transferring you end up giving all this authority to whatever you happen to capture with your camera at the moment right you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if
0: you have it in your head and you know, the (laughs) subject inside and out, it's almost like you're God and you can see it in your head and turn it any way you want. And
1: yeah, the more you know about it. Yeah. Yeah, The more you know about it, the more you know about faces and heads and how, how they're shaped, Mm -hmm. you can turn them around and you know what you're looking at in a photograph Well, you know what that shape is, what that little glint of light is, you know what it's hitting Yep, and you, and, uh, but, but even then, it's difficult because you're seeing a one-dimensional image is flat. You're not yeah, seeing this right. three-dimensional thing. Like, I do these portrait demos in galleries sometimes. They're about 30 minutes, and I have an easier time painting somebody's portrait from life hmm. than trying to do it from a photograph. Wow. I don't know. My explanation I have is because I have them right there, and they're constantly just moving around a little bit, and I can turn around. I can, I can see what I'm looking at in such a more dynamic way. Mm-hmm. There's so much more information. Right. Than is available on a photograph that it's easier hmm. and you're also the trick with all this, all this information you have to know what to weed out what what's the important information right 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 and, and usually it's just the foundational stuff it's like the form structure uh yep. the type of color of light all that, like all this basic stuff
0: yeah well that's what i love about your um <clears throat> your work you know it's, it's, i was i was noticing this especially in uh, I won't say what they they are, but you know, you're, you're the series you're doing of the por- head, head por- portraits of,
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's secret or not, but, um, but you're, you're so good at breaking down everything into shapes, you know, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I was talking to you yesterday about how, uh, how m- uh, my problem with painting is that I do so much mixing of colors i mean it's not a problem because it's like it works for me but i you know i admire the kind of painting that i have a difficult time with with which is like you paint which is very loose and uh everything's broken down into shapes uh even all the little shadows are little interesting shapes and so um since i'm mixing on my painting a lot of times i'm mixing my colors as i go while i'm getting a likeness if i'm doing a portrait or while i'm you know figuring something (laughs) out And therefore, it uh, ends up being really rendered, and so it's harder for me to do these, these uh, break things down into shapes on the painting because I don't have the colors all mixed up ahead of time. So now it's like my next thing I'm going to do, probably on this painting, because I just have it blocked in, is I'm going to really like mix up piles of color so that I can look at the shapes and just paint the shapes, and try not to view them as. You know, my English teacher from high school, it's like, a, it's like, a, these are shapes and it's like, you just find the shape and you place the shape and you, you know, do it with the least amount of.
1: You know, well, I, kind of I, it's almost like sculpting, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Like yeah, if, you have, yeah. If,
1: you're, if you have a block and you're just like shaving off,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, planar structure, that's how I think of when I'm making these paintings is like, those shapes aren't just sh- shapes, They're usually describing some sort of planar structure.
0: Right. That's another thing is you showed me those head sculptures you were working on, which were. uh, Oh yeah. Look at. Do you see the icon in your thing? Because you did the thumbs up. Watch. Do do this. (laughs) Do that. give it a second. It'll it'll do it. Wait a minute. Wait till the thumb goes away. Okay, now do it. Oh come on.
1: I ain't going to do it.
0: It's supposed to go. Are you the one that showed me that?
1: No, it was going to be an hour and a half of us giving hand <laughs> signals trying to get the iPad that nobody else is going to see to do something.
0: <laughs> anyway, you showed me your little, those sculptures, which were really great. And, um, uh, uh, it just got me thinking about the, a, a lot of stuff. I think that's why I kind of primarily focus on head and shoulder portraits because, because as a, my background in the makeup effects was always working on masks and heads and facial anatomy. And so it's like, I, I know facial anatomy really well, just, just like, because I've, you know, I was picking it up even when I wasn't even really thinking about it in terms of shapes, just because I was using this reference and sculpting these things three dimensionally. And so yeah. you just, you know, since I was a kid, basically, and then going into, into uh, effects where you're just constantly working on primarily heads, but you know, bodies and stuff too. But, um,
1: yeah, all those, yeah, shit. so you have a spatial understanding of faces. And so when you go to draw a face, it's like, right. It's just like second like nature.
0: Yeah. It's like totally ingrained. It's kind and, of like, and you
1: know, I found that doing just those few sculptures of faces and I did some digital sculptures of faces too, that, it really made painting faces a lot easier too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you start understanding how to analyze your faces and when you're drawing or painting them to see like what's not working, like, oh, yeah. this part of the nose is actually farther out there or this part of the face is farther out than that. Yeah. The lip's like, the the way the curve of the mouth goes in, you know, you start knowing how to look at it at every different angle.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's like, you know the general shapes of the anatomy. And so then when you're looking at it, especially i found this with, photo reference of a p- portrait or something and there'll be like a weird sh- a shadow on the nose and you're just like painting the shadow and not really thinking about what the shadow is representing and then you go oh wait a minute the cartilage is kind of shaped like this so that shadow is because of this and then it makes more sense and you're able to kind of like understand it and paint it better
1: yeah so then you're not copying your photograph right. you're using your photograph for a reference For reference to... yep <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing is you is is uh, you know when you can understand enough about your subject matter you're not being you're not at the sort of the whims of whatever you can decipher of what's going on on a photograph and right. having the copy because then you end up then you end up incorporating things into your painting that have nothing to do with the painting yeah because know, it's yeah. in the photograph yep. right yeah absolutely so that's the trick is like you don't need to put every little thing into the painting to get right. the idea across right some things are just better left in the photograph
0: yeah yeah and that's why all you know you look at these old masters, or a lot of these you know the renaissance dudes they would just like do so many sketches for these paintings they would do yeah they didn't have
1: cameras <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but it's like you know it was also uh um you know it was giving the the the, the result of what you were talking about which is like Totally understanding what you're painting or you know creating, really getting in there and understanding how a hand works, what the anatomy is, how the muscles all work, and
1: yeah, the more you understand about it, the easier it will be to re- represent it right. uh, in an image.
0: So, unfortunately, it flies in the face of everything that the, the everything that the world values right now, which is like taking your time, spending time. Learning well, the, the world, inner workings. The world, what
1: does the world value? <laughs> world Bullshit. The world values uh I uh immediate uh, gratification of some sort and they never get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe 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 for a second, a split second you do, but but uh you know like at some point I think as artists we we have to quit worrying about what the world wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because how the hell are we supposed to know what the world wants? Yeah, and it's not up to us to figure that out. Well, I think for us it's like, if you if you're using AI or if you're using just all these other things, you're not like if I had to used AI to figure out how to make this, these train paintings, I wouldn't have learned anything about trains. Right. And maybe I don't need to know anything about trains, but now I have all this knowledge about them, and I can do sketches and doodles, and I can make other things about. It. I can incorporate it somewhere else, like. So the fun about making artwork is is understanding the world you live in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the yep. point where you can make it into a metaphor or whatever it is that floats your boat. You know, like uh, and knowing enough about your materials so that you can manipulate them in interesting ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and uh, you know, I'm finding more efficient ways to do things and just. Just the, the what's interesting about painting is that it's it's a material. You get up close to it, it's just like stuff on a surface, yeah. You know, and and when you're in front of it in person, that's something that, you know, that materiality is not something that's easy to fake, right? You know, the image itself, yeah, you could have copied something somewhere else, and but your manipulation of material is still something that. You know, <laughs> I, I guess robots can help paintbrushes, but some, but there's a, the whole point I guess is there is that nobody's you,
0: right? Yeah. And
1: so whatever you're doing is like, and I, I'm to the point now where it's like I was talking to Khaleesa last. I was like, man, we should get rid of our TV. Yeah. <laughs> just read books and then just play with the cats at night, like. Like I, what do we really need to know that like I, I stopped looking at my phone in the morning until I get to the studio. Like I yeah. don't look at my phone till 10 a.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I stop looking at it past 10 p.m. I just go to bed. Yeah. And that, it gets to the point where now like, I don't want to look at my phone after that break because I'm, I'm just like, Oh yeah. What kind right. of bad shit news. Am I going to read? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like what kind of information is not going to get to you? You know, we're surrounded by people that have phones like, If something's important enough, we'll hear about it. We don't need to be checked in all the time. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's a mess. Yeah. So right now I just try to spend my time playing around in my studio until the song stops and I'm out of chairs. I feel like we're living in a a game of musical chairs and we're running out of chairs. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So the music's pretty good <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> Someone's gonna get stuck in that chair.
1: Uh, no, somebody's gonna say we're, we're gonna get stuck without it. Oh, without the chair. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Out I haven't chairs. played since kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't sat down since the kindergarten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, one th- what you're able to do this now though. It, because because of your the way you have your business set up now i mean that's part of the reason you're able to take the more of the time to do all this stuff yeah. you know because um
1: oh yeah that, i'm in am still, still like
0: and the crank everybody's where they're at myself. i mean yeah. you,
1: you've you've got your own you got your situation that's pretty good for yourself too you got a, a lot of good good things going i think what i'm getting at is i'm just trying to enjoy what's going while it's going Oh yeah, and, you know there's guess, so, there's this sort of fleeting uh, nature about everything. I think we you realize that as you get older, it's like everything just falls apart, comes to an end. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I've gotten away from it's like I think we have this idea that there's something to get to,
0: right? And once
1: we get there, we'll have arrived, yeah. and then it's just like coasting.
0: Yeah. But it's not. There's never. <laughs> it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. Where you're at right now is it?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so that's it. It's so and hard so to I, I, I just look around at what's going on. And, and yeah, I've got my share of shit sandwiches going on. <laughs> but for the most part, things are pretty good for, for me. So I try to find as much contentment in, in the situation as I can. Yeah. And I think instead of seeking happiness, I seek the, you know, I, I just revel in these moments where I can be content with things. Mm hmm. Like, I have a nice studio. I have it set up the way I want. There's some things I want to work on. There's always some things to improve. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I guess that's where I get – it's like, instead of – I don't really want more of anything anymore. Mm. I I just take the things that I ha- – I, I try to refine the things that I do have, and I do have whatever resources I do have. I just try to re- refine uh, – you know, like, if I'm going to have uh, – you know, if I'm going to go eat out, I might only eat out once a week, but I go eat out at my favorite restaurant. Right. You know? or if i'm um you know gonna cook some like anything i'm doing in the in the you know it's just i don't need a a new car i just take care of the one i have clean it yeah you know i I don't need a bunch of new clothes so i buy clothes i I buy camping clothes they (laughs) last forever and they're kind of (laughs) nice you know (laughs) so like that kind of stuff i i don't need like more and more and more I, i i gotten to where i really tried to just manage as best as i can what i do have within my reach yeah yeah and and a lot of that is is time like the time like i feel like time is a big issue with me lately well that's that's what
0: i was getting at is that you because since you have this new situation where you've got you're not handling all everything you're not managing everything yourself now and so yeah, that raise you up to, to, just, to just to
1: like fill in so that people know what we're talking about. It's like, I, I have a, a publisher and, and distribution uh, company that's managing all of my gallery accounts. But basically all I have to do is make the paintings. They, they have a guy come down with a van and they take them, they scan them. They do all the public. I'm, I'm still publishing my older works and, and they're, they're warehousing that stuff. And so they have all of my work in a warehouse and then they, are opening new accounts and they manage and they ship and they do all this stuff. And then they send me a month of the cash flow every month.
0: Yeah. I mean, so that, so that's like, that's a, as good as it gets, I think. I, yeah. I really don't I, think, I, you know, you could become I, a millionaire, but is it going to really change your life much more than that?
1: No. And, no. and, and so the, the, the big thing that it's been a blessing for me in all of this is that, I, it's just the management of all the business stuff because that just took so much time. Right. So what they what this has done is it's freed up a bunch of my time uh, that I don't have to. It's you can think of time as space. Like I have a lot more mental space. I don't have to be answering emails about a print or right. a shipping. Some got dinged the shipping thing or or any number of things that you get from a bunch of different accounts or you know they're not paying on time or any number you know, yeah, whatever it yeah, is yeah. and million. so so now my 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 job is to not fill that time with other horseshit that aggravates me <laughs> right because <laughs> there's plenty it's to, of to do yeah, yeah. and a- um, so yeah so I, it's but I, I there's a the part there's also the part of me that realizes like this this situation as great it as it is is likely temporary too. So what I'm trying to do with the, with this time while I can is do whatever I feel like doing creatively and lean into that and then see if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least I have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Finally.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boys and girls and everyone in between... Uh want to be artists. How long have you been painting, Gabe?
1: I've been drawing and painting for a long time. I've I mean, been professional making a living at it for 25 years.
0: 25 years. You know how good Gabe is. 25 years to get to the to this point. Uh, you know, I'm not saying everyone's gonna take 25 years. Some people won't be able to even do it in a lifetime, maybe. It's a it's hard to Everybody's make a living perfect. as an artist, you know. But uh point being is that. You know, you got to think in terms of decades, at least a decade, when you're trying to yeah.
1: Everybody's got their own journey.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it takes a long time to get to a point to where you're finally like, okay, I'm not dealing with. You know, I've I've the time to go to 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 the uh, Griffith Park and study trains twice
1: before i started painting you know there was a oh, time yeah, when you I couldn't i would get stuck on the painting i would go up there and do sketches cuz i was like what are all these rails and pipes connecting to they're not in my sketch drawings right <laughs> I, I i ignored that and when i was doing the drawings so i had to go back up there and draw like details but, so like what are the details now but that's ama- That's
0: amazing though that's like so cool that, you, that you're in that position <coughs> to be able to do that
1: it, it made the paintings turn into something completely unique i mm-hmm. mean they look like my paintings but there's something about them. I, I feel anyways, that was just like, Oh, this is, this yeah. is on a different.
0: They're amazing. I, I feel would, different. Yeah. That's exciting. So I'm stoked for you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, uh hopefully I'll, I'll get there in a few years. That's the running joke. We're five, I'm, five, <laughs> I'm always five years behind Gabe. i pretty much everything. Yeah,
1: five years behind
0: anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, okay. That that's what's going on with you. That that was that's that's interesting. I'm glad to, h- to hear that. I uh, you know, we discussed some of this uh, when we went to the LA art show. Um which is what we were originally going to talk about, but now we don't have to oh, talk, yeah. talk about it as yeah. much because that was all good we stuff. Edit all this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I th- I have a feeling that was that's going to be better than the the LA art show talk. Um so yeah, Gabe and I have gone, I don't know, the last few years we, you know, I'm usually at a booth at a, a copra booth. So, so we get in free. So we take advantage of that. Um, I went down to Gabe's studio, watched him crash his drone <laughs> flying around the studio. Um, and, uh, then we, we took the train, which is pretty cool. First time taking the, the train for me in LA. I felt like a big boy. Um, Gabe helped me get my, my little tap pass thing and uh that that was pretty cool that was cheap i can't believe how cheap it is to ride the train it's amazing uh, yeah
1: versus parking downtown
0: yeah yeah it was like what 30 like 30 bucks to park down there and we yeah. we went there for like a dollar 75 or something yep so cool but um so we went down there uh met with uh, uh jonah simmons who's a student of mine who's a uh ceramic sculptor really cool guy uh he got he got lost because he's from out of town but um while we were waiting we saw the german in venice
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> doing one of his videos i was like we should have we went up and photobombed him. i we should should have talked to him man he's got a big big channel it would have been i, I want to get some i would have been like dark art society podcast on youtube <laughs> uh but but I saw him w- with like that blue coat, and I was like, he was so tiny, so far away. That's a German in Venice, and he was doing like his, you know, his dance routine, and he was doing this yeah. thing like he always goes, da, da 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 when he's talking, and um, and I was like, yeah, that's, I'm positive that's a German in Venice.
1: We should have just followed him around and hung out with him the whole time. <laughs> I it have to be on his podcast. <laughs> We'd just be like, <laughs> we wouldn't leave him alone. So he had to get on the train to <laughs> go back to Venice. <laughs>
0: So the funny thing is he posted, if you don't know German in Venice is a YouTuber guy. and I started watching him during the pandemic, I think, um, I don't know. Just kind of like a funny YouTube personality, older dude, our age. I think my age really, um, uh, films around Venice, some German dude, but, um, uh, I, he dropped a video about the LA art show the next day. And then I sent you the, the link and you could see me and you and the really small, oh, the background yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's filming yeah. is so funny. I was like, Holy shit. That's me and Gabe.
1: We made it. <laughs> yeah. We got more views than anything that we do. Yeah. <laughs> the only way we're going to get yeah. views was hang out in the background of his video.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what'd you think of the LA art show overall? What was your, oh, gen- I your it general was...
1: impressions? I thought there was a lot of cool stuff there for sure. Yeah, like I said, I was talking about the AI influence. I saw what I occurred to me as the AI AI influence in a lot of art. Um, but like I said, it might just be because I have this weird sort of bias where I where I think anything that could possibly look like it, I'm just maybe lumping into it. So it's hard to say.
0: I the only one I really thought was AI was the one I know was I know for sure that one guy's stuff was ai i'm positive um the, the one the you know you know the ones i'm talking about i don't want to call, yeah. call them out or anything because whatever but there
1: were a couple that were pretty uh suspect to me yeah i mean they were nice paintings mm-hmm. but there's i guess what it is is there's they're nice paintings they're composed but they but they they uh they there's something lacking like some sort of real reason for them mm-hmm. you know other than some sort of ephemeral uh technical feat you know if you're going to do like you know we'll just say that there were they were portraits of people
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: standing in a in a landscape like waist up which is a hallmark of like ai stuff <laughs> but they are there's some, some other ones that were they look like they were snapshots, but just the clothing, there was more, just everything about it. It didn't seem to belong to anything. Right. You know what I mean? It didn't have an anchor in any that I could see. It just had this sort of like, um, detached. So it was just a, th- it was just an image of like a nicely, um, crafted image.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it there was maybe some hints that there was something going on, but it, it wasn't committed to anything. All right. Um And that just might be, you know, because there's, there's, there's some art that's just that way. It's just like, there's some art that's like really beautifully, technically well done. But then the question arises, well, why, why, the, why did they make this painting?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is this? What is, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Who like you're trying to look for who made this, who, who is behind this. Right. And when it when it it just looks like it doesn't I don't know how to put words to it. It's just there's something missing about it. Mm -hmm. One thing I can ascribe to is it doesn't have a real personal point of view in it. Right. It doesn't have to be a representational piece of artwork to have a point of view. You know, just it there's something there's something lacking, and I and I it's hard to put your finger on it.
0: Right. You know, I, uh, I, I think my, my favorite gallery there, uh, was of course, Copro, I, I, the Copro booth is great. And the Arcadia, I always look forward to the, the Arcadia. Yeah.
1: Arcadia some great stuff there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, uh, there was some stuff that was so tightly rendered. I know that we we kind of differ on that, the tightly rendered thing a little bit. Um, but, I you know every time I see the tightly rendered stuff, I always feel like okay, I, the Arcadia Gallery is showing tightly rendered stuff, so I'm legitimate because I always have this thing about like because that's it's hard for me to paint loose, uh that that I'm not like you know good enough or something like that. It's just you think a, you
1: should be doing something other than you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's just stupid. It's like a, a total ego thing. But um, but I but I I have to say, there was a couple pieces. There was the one guy that did the guy, the, the, the dude wearing the coat, the, the winter yeah. coat that was so tightly rendered. And, you know, the, the argument for photo against photo, realistic, realistic art. A lot of times is if it looks exactly like a picture, why not just take a picture? But I thought his stuff looked different than a photograph because it was so, I mean, it was more, it just looked, it had a, it really, like, it had a feeling. It was clean. To me. It was, was really cl- clean. It was clean, and it and it had like a, it definitely had a mood. You know, you felt something from yeah. these paintings, and you kind of did feel this guy's point of view. Um. Uh. You know. So I don't know. I I I, I, I there was there was I a thought,
1: whole, whole I, my bit. thinking on those paintings is they were they were really well done. They were great paintings. Um. I, I kind of would like to see that, for, I mean, it was, it, but it was so exacting that there was no mystery to it. I mean, the, the faces were obscured, which is kind of cool. There are some yeah. things about it, but um, I guess I look at it through my own lens. Yeah, it's a and personal taste issue. if I was to do things issue. like yeah. that, it, it, I would take, I would, you know, it's like, well, Okay, can I buy this jacket at REI? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's I don't it's. To, I don't want to come across as criticizing it because it's it's there it was really great artwork.
0: Yeah, but it's a personal taste, though. You don't have to like every type of art.
1: No, I, I did like it. Yeah, I I just feel like with with what they're doing, they could they could do something more. It could take it to another. They could take it past the technical feet
0: right well okay you know I mean? Here, here's a here's a um uh why is your hand raised look at um, i don't the little that's, icon that's not i don't know do a thumbs um, up do a thumbs up oh okay. there
1: we go i <laughs> have to push a button to lower the hand <laughs> oh, i see that's easily distracted <laughs> by the symbols on the screen <laughs> i'm
0: on a big screen you're on a little ipad um yeah. uh a a, a a more uh diplomatic way of saying it, I guess, would be um if you were to paint something that way, you would do it differently. Cause I, I felt um, like I could see him I mean I could see kind of what I think they were perfect, you know. I think they were great. Um I I, I loved them. So, you know, where Oh no, I did too. I as thought that was a, they as were a great Right. But as yeah. an artist, you're kinda like, you know, if I was gonna do that, I would probably take it in a different direction. Whereas for him, that was well it seemed like the paintings were
1: a, a, about that coat and the lighting that was that was as far as it went
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know, you know
1: I, yeah maybe yeah like what else there like there wasn't moody? about it wasn't about the person wearing the coat
0: yeah but it was one of them had like a the face was totally in shadow so it just looked like a coat no face which is like you know that's kind of got Symbolic meaning there, and even the ones where you could see the face, it was like you could just see the
1: eyes. It's like, I but get... you know, if what I mean. If, if if he was, if this character was in an environment with something, if it was some other clue about what was going on, other than it's just a, it, a really beautifully lit uh, uh, rain jacket in a obscure lighting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it was, I, he was in I the void, man. <laughs> well I, I i don't want to come across as being a dick like these paintings were fantastic they were right. outrageously great yeah they, they were, were great amazing. paintings amazing and uh you know i guess i'm just <laughs> like, like the, the the next level of it would be like what what is like it, it does make you like what what else is going on and i couldn't see that anything else was going on with this other than it was very nicely lit. There beautifully painted technically just master masterly masterfully done mm-hmm. um down to like every little detail you know right
0: yeah it was it was it was a trip it was a trip there was a few paintings like that there were paintings i've i saw of like portraits of where you where they painted the the hairs on the arms
1: yeah which yeah. were like
0: wow okay but the th- but that's 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 cool though i i do appreciate that you know Uh, Maybe it's just my, from my personal perspective, because I tend to paint tighter than I would like sometimes. I, uh, or else I have a a natural affinity to that in my own technique. My problem
1: is I never get into much detail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's that's the running thing. It's like, we're, we're always uh, admiring each other's way of doing things. But um, I like that now both styles are acceptable. It's like everything's acceptable now, kind of in the art world because you saw everything at that show it was like there's not like one dominant style anymore at least at that show it didn't seem like
1: yeah I, well there's i saw a few things well there was there was a range there's some complete garbage it was just like yeah there was so, so, ultramarine blue out of the tube and just smeared it on a canvas and stuck it on a wall for fifteen thousand dollars like, and and some and of, it wasn't even it wasn't even well done abstract right, right. it was just like I know my kids' first painting, you
0: know, and there were some things where the idea was so beating you over the head with it, and it was like it was so cheesy and unsophisticated. It was not at all like what fine art is supposed to be. It was just like, you know what I'm talking about? Some of them were almost like you'd see them in like Target or something, you know, like kind of yeah. I, I was surprised to see that, but there wasn't a ton of that. Well,
1: you know they let anybody with a booth fee get in there, right?
0: Well, that's the thing <laughs> that's one thing I noticed also this time is that there was like a range of gallery uh professionalism. Like some galleries were like really, really nice, all the way to like a guy, like an artist, you could tell that he just rented a booth and it was didn't really have a professional presentation. I saw one gallery that was like the artwork wasn't that great and their sign was like taped up on the wall and it looked like a yeah, photocopy seemed, cut it, you out. You know, the thing about it,
1: the, the art show seemed a lot thinner this year as far as participants. Right.
0: And That's that. what I noticed too.
1: <clears throat> and there wasn't as many like sort of high end sort of traditional or European art there or anything like that. I don't yeah. know if faster than some other other stuff there.
0: Yeah. I, I It felt less, uh, <coughs> I don't know if it's because of the day we went, but it felt a little bit less, exciting than the other times we went yeah you know it might have been because we went on a friday though
1: maybe i mean not i'm not talking about the attendance to the show i'm talking about yeah, the, yeah. Like, the kind of booths that were there
0: right i know but a just,
1: lot. Yeah,
0: the feeling of it, it wasn't like ooh, this big event with amazing stuff you could see everywhere it just felt like uh i don't know it didn't feel as cool as the other times we went as much as i there were some amazing pieces that i i saw yeah
1: i I think it was only probably a handful of things that i thought were really really pretty good
0: yeah but that was kind of like that the other times too right yeah
1: well no i mean there was lots of stuff i have a wide variety of things that interest me and Mm. a lot of the things that will interest me won't be anything like what i do you know it might be things that people are doing with abstract art hmm. or, or, you know, collages or there's, there's all kinds of things that I think can be done that, that are done that are, that are very interesting. You know, I'm it was really good to see what other artists are doing. Right. You know, we live in a bubble and then to see their artwork in person and to see like, Oh, I like the way they used color. Right. This color palette. Maybe I'll try playing around with that myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you can look at what other people are doing and kind of pick up some ideas about what you might pursue and some experimentations in your own work. So it was definitely some of that. I and like that. The, you know, did you see it, not to beat, beat this guy, this over the head of the guy, the jacket paintings, but looking at those like, <laughs> things, like I like, I like that the, there's things about that I really like. I'm like, Oh, you know, like I, I like that when I'm talking about like other things, I start, I start, Interjecting myself, like if this was my opinion what else would I be doing? What else could this be done? Right. That's So I'm not. I'm not trying to. Just be perfectly clear. No, no that. Yeah. I, that's people like. Right, did this guy on the internet said you're a piece of shit? <laughs> no, that's what I was saying.
0: It's like that's that's how you. That's how, as artists, I think we view artwork differently than, a collector would or someone who's just viewing the art because we make the stuff. So, you know, I always always put myself like okay, I, I get the idea. I get what they're going for. And sometimes you go like, oh, it's perfect. It's amazing. It's like, that's kind of what you would do in that situation. And then other times you're like, oh, this is so good, but I would do this with it. And that's just because we're artists and that's the way we see things, you know? So um, did you see that, the, the, those paintings that were like little square tiles, plastic tiles of different sizes? That made up like these head and shoulder big head oh shoulder.
1: yeah they're, yeah they're like uh ceramics or something so they're like
0: transparent translucent yeah i, those thought, were
1: pretty cool.
0: yeah, I thought that was really No, cool. you know
1: what i thought about how did they do that because if you you're not just sitting up like a painting on a, on a vertical surface because they all will slide down right. so like they have to create it on a table there's a lot of artwork i looked at and like and, and at first you don't think much about it, but then you start thinking about how it's made right like, man, I don't know if I'd have the interest or patience to follow through on something like that. I know. Not that particular one, but there was other stuff that was like, it was pretty cool looking, but it was just like...
0: Is it worth it? it? Looked
1: really, <laughs> it well, it looked like it was a tedious right. process. Yeah. And and uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not a tedious process kind of
0: person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've noticed that about you. <laughs>
1: like, Where's the shortcut? How, how can I get? <laughs> yeah, and I proceed to do it the long, hard way anyway. <laughs> there's no
0: way like the hard way. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I always get fired up to paint though when I see that when I go to those shows just because because there's always enough there's a few paintings that are just like oh man that's great. Um, of course, it's like I don't remember any of the names of the artists. So otherwise I would say them, um, shout, shout them out. But, uh, um, there's
1: one that I remember his first name was Daniel okay. and he had some really fantastic paintings. Is that the guy uh, that you
0: really liked with those weird textures and those yeah. Big yeah square those, paintings paintings?
1: Are, those paintings were really pretty good. I yeah. liked those a lot.
0: Yeah. I got video. I got video of all, most of the stuff. I, you know, about.
1: it appealed to me cause I'm, I'm going through the same similar sort of thing in some of my own paintings of, of using all these different textures and, and the way I'm using color and different things. So it kind of was, it was up my alley for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was cool too. And it was different. Um, what, what I liked about that, those paintings were that they were kind of loose and messy, but you could tell that dude knew fucking anatomy. Like, you know, that dude knew that all the shapes were right. The anatomy was great that it was figured the figures in the paintings were just like hundred solid
1: colors were solid everything yeah was everything was solid.
0: solid yeah yeah um but but a lot of that stuff the textural work you know sometimes people will just do the textural work and they won't won't incorporate the figurative elements like the human realistic human figure and i like that that guy was doing both you know,
1: his paintings looked like they had life in them. Yeah, you know, there was something alive about them, and that's what I appreciated about Right. It. You know, they were they weren't just paintings of, of photographic references that he had. They they weren't just still lifes. They weren't just paintings from somebody sitting there posing in an academic. There was some, right. there was something about it that you know that, that had a sense of life behind it. Right. See it.
0: Yeah, and a sense of mystery. Plus, plus the
1: technical ability. Yeah, And, and uh, you know, the experimentation and the sort of the abstractness of some things. So it was like a whole mix of things I thought were really, hitting really
0: well. Yeah, it's kind of like the that uh, ticked all the boxes of what makes a great painting. You know, it was like everything. That's what's great about seeing great works of art is like everything is right. There's not anything yeah. missing, you know. There's not like, oh, it's pretty good. It's like, you know, when it's right, it's right. And it also has that sense of mystery behind it. And a sense of life to it.
1: Well, there was some, there were some things about the art that like compositionally that were like kind of weird, but mm. I do things like that too. <laughs> so like, I can't really like say too much about it. But it, one thing it told me was, was that it wasn't done by AI because AI doesn't make these mistakes.
0: <laughs> that's a human mistake. But that's yeah, a good humans mistake.
1: Like, a, so there's a homework of AI where the composition is like follows this formula it's like it's it's they they don't make any weird uh, uh, clumsy. I'm not saying this has mistakes are clumsy. They don't make any weird clumsy mistakes that are that are, well. They used to with hands and stuff, right? But like compositionally, it's like like they can't make something. They can't violate certain compositional rules because all the things they're trained on, to a certain degree, on the high end of things have right. There's a formula that. They're, that they're, and so they don't, they don't have like, when you see, so, when you see a characteristics in someone's work and you see these individual flaws or mistakes, you might not notice. Maybe mistakes or flaws are the wrong way to put it. Right. But they are contrary to what you might expect. Or they, they, like, they don't, AI doesn't make, doesn't make those mistakes. So AI makes its own mistakes. And yeah. When very, you start seeing yeah. that in a lot of artwork, you start seeing like, oh, that looks like something. AI would do, even if it wasn't. A, that's that's what I hate about this. It. Like, it calls everything into question because now now you just have this big sort of elephant in the room, uh, distorting the average for everybody. Like, <laughs> well, I, I think that you know
0: what there should be a an unwritten contract in the art community that if you use AI, you, it's stated. It's part of it's in the media that's listed. It should say that. Art. If you're using AI and you're not ashamed, you, if you're using AI legitimately with it in your art and you're not ashamed of it, it's you should state it. If you're using it in any way, you should state it. Yeah, you know. I don't
1: know. I don't think that's necessary, really.
0: I. But otherwise, everything's going to always be come into question, as especially the better AI gets. You know.
1: Yeah. I. I don't know.
0: Everything should have an AI. Everything's got AI, and it should have a little, especially the videos. All AI should have little labels on it somehow.
1: I think anything that's uh, just AI should definitely, <laughs> maybe it should be like blockchain or something like so. There's branded with AI, right? AI. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think artists having to prove themselves or having to prove or not they are or aren't using AI is just kind of a stupid thing to do too. Like, I. I, I I don't know. If I was a new artist starting out and I was entering into this world, like it's different for us. Cause like we have a long track record mm-hmm. before AI was evol- around. Like there's not any real need for us to prove how we're doing anything. Yeah. And uh, I'm not so certain that it, the use of AI is necessarily a, a bad thing for artists. Yeah. I'm seeing how they're using it. Right. And, and it's just, it's, it's, You know, I could think of
0: creative ways of using it for sure. That that would, you know, the, the ways that always make the most sense to me, and this is aside from the ethical issue, um, but just taking it objectively as a, 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 as a, a technology, uh, the, the thing I keep coming back to is like, okay, I could see that being useful as a tool to do this, to help with this final thing, you know, in the same way that there, um, showing video video ai video now like you know those those videos i sent you um you know i was like you know i made a joke on twitter like i can't wait to see the first feature-length ai movie it's going to be a massive piece of shit which i'm sure it will be especially because most of the people using the technology are not filmmakers they're not storytellers they're technical people who have not spent much time understanding what how to tell a good story, how to make a movie, this and that, but, but, but
1: oh, that harkens back to the NFT stuff. Yeah,
0: totally, <laughs> man. And yeah. And look at the NFT world, you know, that's just full <laughs> of garbage. So much of it. But, um, uh, someone mentioned on that thread, uh, a ima- but imagine making a, a, uh, like a previs, uh, trailer to get financing for the real movie. And I'm like, that would be a really good use of that video technology to where you're like, you can easily make a two minute trailer for your idea to pitch as a part of your pitch well, to make a real it'll movie.
1: Just, <laughs> it'll eventually just somebody who does have all the storytelling abilities and creative aspects and they know how to employ the AI is able to amplify. Like, so as an individual, you could, you could do the output of like an entire studio because you can automate a bunch of stuff that's the tedious. Who mm-hmm. was it that you sent a quote?s Like that AI is supposed to was supposed to uh, <laughs> yes was yep. supposed to get rid of the tedious work for creative people instead of it's gotten rid of the creativity for tedious people. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> replaced creativity. Like, yeah, so I think people are using AI to for the creative side of things instead of using their creativity to and utilizing AI to amplify their creativity. There's
0: your thumb again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a as a problem-solving tool rather than, you know, the the yeah. end, the end all be all uh, of the whole point of it. It's But I mean,
1: every time I've tried to use AI to cuz I cuz well, the thing is like I have ideas and I know what they look like in my head and I work the same way as like I can you know prompt my own imagination and I haven't like if I say some if I do a prompt I have an idea of what what it should look like in my head already. Right. And then when I see what AI outputs, I can never get it to do what I want to do no matter how I describe it. Right. And then if I do is like it's it takes away all of the journey and fun of of manifesting it yourself. So the process of it yeah for me is like the part of it is making the thing. That's
0: the fun part that's the whole point of doing it. And it's like, it's like, we're only selling this shit and having art shows because we have to make a living. That's the way I see it. It's like, I would be doing this stuff for fun. If I was just independently wealthy anyway, you know, it's like, we're the business thing is just because we live in this, you know, capitalist society and you got to make a living, you know? Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's like you know, I, that's my attitude. It's like I, I just want to, you know, I, I want to paint, I want to play, and um, you know, that's why we're willing to suffer with all the other stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm sure at some point, I'm sure you're going to be able to imagine the thing, and it's going to come out on a computer screen somehow through ai they well, they have i've seen stuff where they where they have like you ever seen that thing where the the, the thing where they connected like a head thing to someone's head and they're yeah but, per-
1: but still that is not like that's just a digital image it's yeah, like yeah oh, the yeah. material smeared onto a surface and all of a sudden it looks like something there's yeah. some other sort of thing that like Oh yeah. I'm not, why are we looking to replace? I know. Yeah, yeah. Why?
0: Why are we looking to get rid of the fun part? <laughs> that's 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 my whole point. Is like, why would I? Why would I be an AI artist when the whole fun is coming up with the idea and figuring it out and learning about the subject and understanding it and learning about yourself through the process and then making the thing and working with the happy accidents that come along. It's like, that's well, the a lot of the,
1: part. a lot of the AI artists that are going through this, they've never been through this process. So they don't know what they're missing.
0: Right. Yeah. True. True. They're just getting the end result. I don't know. That and seems most
1: like people, people who aren't artists at all, they don't care. They just see the end result. Yeah. And if they're looking at an, here's when you go to the, so when you go to the, well, you know what we didn't see at the art show. Mm. NFTs. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, I know it's so funny.
1: There was not—I don't cause... think I saw one NFT there. Not, think... not one screen with an image, because I... there's something about physical, tangible artifacts that are that plus at scale that you can't. It, the art is a, is an experience. It's not just something that you're looking through the periscope of your phone at. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like digital art for the most part is is in AI art is experienced through this little screen, however big that screen is. You don't have a presence with it, Mm -hmm. but you can't have a sort of experience like standing in front of a piece of art. You have an experience with it, right? That you can't have as quite as much as you can on the phone. And people are really bamboozled by what's going on on their phone as being reality.
0: Yeah. Right that's why uh-huh. i think i think it's it's funny because uh y- you know so, so many so much of the the online discourse about ai is ai uh, traditional artists that especially digital artists i think digital artists are the kind of the, the ones that are going to be screwed the most by ai but it, it, people losing their jobs that are doing kind of like service work for illustration jobs or uh, film work or whatever it's stuff that's in service of some other project that are getting paid by a company. And, um, you know, that's why I I've felt not threatened at all because what I do is like, and what you do, it's like, we make physical art and you just cannot, I don't care if a robot is, if, if they are a robot's painting the stuff and replicating your stuff. It's not the same thing. There's like some kind of energy or something about a real physical piece of art. And so as, as I think that we are kind of like the, the only people that, that won't be affected directly as people that make create physical. Oh, art. We're,
1: we're affected directly for sure, because the people perceiving the art, just assume or everything's ai or not like it's well, like yeah yeah but okay that sort of muddies the water for everybody
0: yeah okay true but our um and i guess that's maybe where we're at in our careers which is also part of part of the thing that benefits us but um we we're not we've never been about the casual viewer it's like the way we make a living is through it's from the, the small amount of collectors that buy the work. So it's like we're yeah. not that affected by the masses, you know? It's more like we make our, our, our living primarily from these collectors. And there's not – I know for a fact there's – and you know this is true too. No collector of your – especially your, of your original work or even your uh, embellished clays, they're not going to want a robot version – of a, one of your paintings because the image is cool. It's just not going to happen. Not a real uh, collector. I don't
1: know. I think, that, I think a lot of people don't really give a shit and they wouldn't know the difference if you, unless you told them. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the thing.
0: Right. But I mean, people wouldn't know the difference. Sure. You could, you could uh, uh make the argument that someone's going to like make these things and try and sell them behind your back. But I'm talking about having a relationship with collectors. They want, an original piece by your hand. That is the whole point. That's why they're paying so much money. Yeah. So they don't want an imitation. So, so I feel like we're shielded in that way, at least to some degree.
1: Yeah. There'll always be some amount of people that will care about it.
0: I mean, we're already doing the most painting is like not, it's archaic it's oil painting it's like it's had its day we missed it we weren't even alive when it had its day you know it's like this is something that nobody should be doing to make a living (laughs) making oil paintings nowadays. that's
1: why like a lot of my work i'm leaning into like even more thick paint and palette stuff things that texture that i'm creating that i couldn't do twice the same way if i try yeah yeah you know and it, and it's and it's when you see it in person it's real things that are going on right. it's like it's and depth it's, it's depth not just it. a, yeah. yeah there is there is definitely something else going on that is transcending just uh uh an image it is a right. it is the material becomes a real presence yeah like it makes something look like the way you use texture and material on the, in the surface of the painting really impacts the feeling the scale of the paintings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be some guy at MIT making a robot. that can do this with a palette knife and just, but it's not going to do it the way I do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have. I don't
1: know how I do it. Like I just do it like, a, like unless the robot has got my brain, but it, it, then it's got to have the same sort of short sore in the shoulder. So it can't do certain movements. Like feet has got to hurt. So it's like all these things that physically that they, they're, that going on? I mean, that has some sort of influence into the way I'm doing and, something. And that's that's <laughs> that's
0: my point. That's what the collector is buying. The collector is buying Gabe Leonard's shoulder pain <laughs> stroke <laughs> with the palette knife, and you know they're they're buying into you know you making this piece because of you are you. That's what collecting is all about for the most part. You know, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's it won't get rid of the uh yeah, the individual like 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 you said like uh nobody else is going to be you
0: yeah it's so, all and it's really you know it's it's our main thing cuz 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 uh we're spending
1: a lot of time trying to defend ourselves here aren't we <laughs> <laughs> well i'm thinking of well, like we must be shielded from this like no we're all fucked <laughs> No, I, I do have fun until the ship sinks into the ocean.
0: <laughs> I have looked at it for many angles and I I don't feel like I'm just doing a, a sweet lemons, sour grapes or whatever that thing, the, the reverse of sour grapes. Lemons of the lemonade. Yeah. There's sour grapes and then there's sweet lemons. That's what I was taught in high school. Sweet lemons is the oppor- opposite of the sour grapes thing.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon in the lemonade.
0: You're right. Well, um, so anyway, I I don't I really um the, the only way I figure that that we could be affected is from younger generations giving a shit. Because kids are growing up with AI art and maybe not not uh giving a shit because but that but that's you know beyond ai that's just it takes a certain a special kind of person to appreciate a painting anyway it's, like it's I, a like minority I said, of people.
1: I, I just i go to my studio and i play around and i try not to worry about all that other yeah stuff. Like, as far as ai is concerned i only know what how it's concerned to me and 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 how it's a, you know influenced or not my own journey and it's like i said it's it's caused me to dig deeper into my own work like oh i i I could be thinking more digging deeper into understanding more about my subject instead of just relying on taking photographs of things I want to paint.
0: Well, that's because you're that's, that's because you are a real artist and a real artist will always find a reason to go deeper and get better and make better work because that's part of being an artist,
1: I think. Yeah. So that's all, that's really, uh, I guess the take home for, for me is that it's just caused me to like, Go deeper into my own processes and and uh, see what else I can like. How what further can I take it? Like how can I how can I make it you know more than what I've been doing? Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's just going back down to the basics of like getting really sharp on my drawing skills, my perspective, and uh, anatomy, and and painting. And uh, I'm wanting to go do, go out and do some more uh, painting from life, like landscape paintings. Mm-hmm. Like I've got. I'm long on ideas and, and then it's just like, I don't even know where to start. And so then I get paralyzed and like, and then I think I'm not getting enough done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I,
1: I go through all of this and like, and then I look and I've got like 62 paintings on my wall over here. And I got about a dozen like little, little panels going over here. And I, I, I got tons of shit going on, but then I still feel like I'm not getting anything done. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting enough done. I'm not getting it's like a, like there's nobody's beating a quota, beat like. I'm, there's nobody like a, the whip at me or anything, you know. Like, and it, it's just ingrained in our culture that you 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 have to make more, you have to make it faster, and you have to make twice as much. Right. And I, we need it yesterday. Yeah. And what else you got? You know, what else you got? Oh, oh we already saw that last week. We you, we want three more paintings for our. We want ten more paintings now. Like that is always that. That's sort of what we're we're trained in.
0: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's you like, know, it's like we're, uh, we're, we've been, uh, our brains have been demented, traumatized like some sort in of a weird, way.
1: So yeah, it's like some sort of weird trauma that we need healing from. Yeah. And that it just takes time to, you have to ignore that shit. Yeah. Now, you know, like I'm not getting enough paintings done for who <laughs> I'm 47 and I'm going to be 48. <laughs> I, I'm lucky if I got 15, 20 more years to fuck. Yeah. I gonna And and most of the, all the good years are front loaded onto that. So yeah. the, the end of that next 20 years is going to be shit. <laughs> so I, I better enjoy what I can right now and
0: uh <laughs> I'm telling you. I was thinking about that the other I was I've been thinking about this yesterday like as as just a funny thing to write online. It's like at this point in my life, I wonder should I put my energy towards changing things about myself that I don't like, or should I put that energy towards accepting things about myself that I don't like? Both of them require energy
1: and, uh, you know, well, yes, you should, you should accept the things you can't change.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true. And if you do what can be done, it will look like change. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what can be done? I can go to the studio every day and slap some paint on some surfaces, and then come back the next day and see if it if it if it still holds up. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't, but maybe there's something about it you can transfer into the next thing. It's like, yeah, it's well, there it's, is no reason, there is no purpose for what we're doing. Like I know we're not, <laughs> we're not saving lives over here. <laughs>
0: say those uh walter whites those are yeah i'll
1: be glad to have that out of my hair too (laughs) how how many of those (laughs) there's 62 of them 11
0: by 14 portraits of walter white they're so good they're tech like just technical painting i think there's one portrait
1: from every episode of the entire show (laughs) it's insane i'm like oh this will be funny (laughs) because i I stuff thought portraits (laughs) right (laughs) What? So, I have like one self portrait of me I do at the yeah. end of every year. And yeah. I have about, you know, 15, 20 of them. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if I did Walter White? Oh. <laughs> you and your big ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so sick of Walter. Walter White is just a fucking sociopath, too. Like, <laughs> he's no hero. He's. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it's uh, so impressive seeing
1: such a great actor though it's yeah a,
0: and he's I mean, he's got a great face amazing uh, face. and there's
1: always micro it gets to the point where you get so close to it, like none of my paintings look like him because he never looks the same
0: right he's yeah. got
1: so many there's like he's got so many little expressions going on and some of these paintings i'm like why did i pick this painting He's like like this sort of obscure expression on his face but it's kind of fun because then i have like some paintings were just like you. If you had to just do one painting of Walter White, you would never have done this painting.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when
1: you do when you do like sixty of them, you can you have a lot of latitude to do. I have one painting; it's just the back of his head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you were going to just do one, that wouldn't be the one you do. It's it's but so if you cool. Do sixty
1: of them, you can do ones that right. you would never do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And seeing them on the wall is so amazing. I still think somehow you have to show those things together because it's like yeah
1: maybe i can get them into one's art festival or something
0: yeah that's part of what that's part of what is so impressive about it, is seeing them on a wall like that and it, yeah
1: it's a big scale even though there's,
0: it's like a giant
1: visually small yeah it's like it's like a big giant
0: else. painting in a way
1: it looks like a big you know it looks like space invaders like one of those things <laughs> <laughs> should animate that
0: <laughs> you could be down below going back and forth with the paintbrush, beep, beep, shooting him.
1: <laughs> it's too much work, man. Get an yeah, AI to do that. I know. <laughs> we
0: were only young. We had the energy. Well,
1: youth is was wasted on the young. That's
0: never a truer word has been said or series of words.
1: Well, um,
0: yeah, I, whatever you're doing. Is working because you got a sweet situation. You got the most amazing studio. Your work is better than ever. It's always, I'm always impressed with it and inspired by it. So,
1: yeah, I'm at an all time high. You are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this like that movie as good as it gets. What if this is as good as it gets?
1: Can I just plateau at <laughs> <with> the high?
0: And <laughs> everyone thinks, you know, you know my story. I I, I told uh, when I talked to Olivia that time about uh yeah some you know when i finally get to that point i'm going to take a break and she's like it's never going to happen and she's been doing a lot longer than me and at that point i gave up and i was like Oh, i guess it's going to be oh shit what happened i don't know that was weird the screen came off well that's a that's a good sign that maybe we should go um yeah uh well thanks for talking that was great Always. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm one thing I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're a great guest, friend of the show, Gabe Leonard. Um I appreciate your time. Your yep. amazing work, your friendship.
1: Now speaking of Walter White, <laughs> what's that? I gotta go get back down and crank on another Walter White. Oh, floor. are you gonna you're
0: gonna yeah, you're gonna
1: how many I got you- most of them done. I, I've gone through twice on each one of them, and now I'm going through the third time on most of them. Some of them are close to done, some of them are farther away.
0: I wish we could show them. They're so good. Well, eventually we'll be able to show them. That would be yep. that might be the LA art show might be a way to show those.
1: Yeah, I'll just get my own booth.
0: Get your own booth, or, or put get- it
1: there and then walk away. <laughs> with no no contact information no name no nothing (laughs) what the fuck is this you could
0: probably get some kind of weird feature like they have the weird featured ones at the front yeah but anyway all right we'll say goodbye to everybody that's the last thing we have to do goodbye everybody goodbye everybody thank you for listening